The unofficial end to summer is here. School has started for most, football season is upon us, and soon the leaves will be changing color. At the DSR Network, we remain as busy as ever with a full slate of podcasts scheduled for the fall. In the coming weeks, we'll be launching two new shows with new hosts, creating even more content for our members. Members receive an ad-free listening experience, an evening newsletter, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, bonus content, and more. Best of all, if you become a member in the month of September, you'll receive 20% off the normal membership price. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code SCHOOL at checkout. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code SCHOOL. Thank you for your support. It's September 25th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Kotnor. And I'm Riley Fessler. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. The Taliban is planning to establish a large-scale camera surveillance network in Afghan cities, potentially repurposing a plan developed by the United States before its 2021 withdrawal, according to an Interior Ministry spokesman. The move is aimed at enhancing security and countering threats from groups like the Islamic State. The Taliban has also explored cooperation with Chinese telecoms equipment maker Huawei for this initiative, while the international community, including the United States and China, has expressed interest in preventing attacks by militant groups. There are concerns about the Taliban's ability to fund and manage such a program with worries that it may be used to suppress protests. The mass surveillance rollout is part of a four-year security strategy, but the details of the plan, including the acquisition of the U.S. strategy, have not been previously disclosed. Critics are concerned about potential rights violations and practical challenges, including power cuts and funding issues. While urban surveillance may help deter attacks, it may not significantly impact the presence of militant groups primarily based in remote mountainous regions. A bitter dispute between India and Canada over the murder of Sikh separatist Hardeep Singh Najjar, a Canadian citizen who advocated for an independent Sikh state in Indian Punjab, is causing concern among Sikhs in Punjab, India. They fear potential repercussions from India's Hindu nationalist government and the impact on their prospects in North America. Najjar was assassinated in a Vancouver suburb in June, leading Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to suggest possible Indian government involvement. India vehemently denied this accusation, leading to diplomatic tensions, including the expulsion of a Canadian intelligence chief, travel warnings, and visa restrictions. Sikhs make up a small percentage of India's population, but are a majority in Punjab, with a significant presence in Canada, where protests against India have taken place. The legacy of the Khalistan insurgency for a Sikh homeland in the 1980s and 90s still lingers, with some viewing Trudeau's actions as courageous. French President Emmanuel Macron has announced the withdrawal of France's ambassador and troops from Niger in response to the July coup that ousted democratically elected President Mohamed Bazoum. Macron stated that military cooperation is now over, 
and the 1,500 French troops stationed in Niger will withdraw gradually over the coming months, aiming for a full pullout by year-end. This decision comes after weeks of pressure from the military and public protests in Niger, with the new rulers of Niger welcoming France's exit. France's military presence in Niger has been aimed at countering armed groups linked to al-Qaeda and ISIL in the Sahel region. This move follows similar requests for French troops to leave Mali and Burkina Faso, signaling a shift in France's military presence in the Sahel region. In other news, civilians in Nagorno-Karabakh have begun evacuating to Armenia as a result of the recent Azerbaijani military offensive, amid concerns of a mass exodus. Humanitarian organizations and the Armenian government reported the evacuation of dozens of people through the newly opened Lashin Corridor, connecting the breakaway territory to Armenia. Russian peacekeepers in the Red Cross facilitated the evacuation of seriously wounded individuals. Many civilians have appealed to Russian peacekeepers for assistance, following Karabakh Armenian leaders' acceptance of a surrender agreement after just 24 hours of intense fighting. Concerns about shortages of essential supplies and the fear of ethnic cleansing are driving people to leave, with a significant number already registered as displaced in Armenia. Azerbaijan maintains that residents have the choice to stay if they accept Azerbaijani governance, but Karabakh Armenians express a preference to leave their historic lands. The situation has sparked protests in Armenia against Prime Minister Pashinyan's handling of the crisis. Democratic strategist Joe Trippi believes it's premature to judge the effectiveness of President Biden's strategy amid the United Auto Workers strike and suggests that any involvement from former President Trump could work to Biden's advantage. The situation involves a contrast between Biden's steady approach and Trump's chaotic style. However, Biden's initial support for the UAW hasn't completely satisfied some with concerns about unclear union leadership goals. Biden's attempt to mediate the dispute by sending officials to Detroit hasn't produced results so far, and there have been concerns that such involvement might be seen as meddling. The strike presents a challenge for Biden as he seeks the union support in Michigan while avoiding disruption to the electric vehicle transition. The UAW has withheld its endorsement from Biden, although it won't back Trump. The White House emphasizes Biden's pro-union stance, but faces challenges in managing the strike situation. In a swift move just one year after Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Finland abandoned its long-standing military non-alignment and joined the NATO alliance, marking a significant shift in its defense policy. While membership was achieved rapidly, Finland now faces the complex challenge of integrating itself into the alliance, including meeting NATO's financial, legal, and strategic requirements. This process entails tough and costly decisions for Finnish government and military officials, involving strategic thinking beyond Finland's borders, adaptation of forces to NATO's needs, and possible participation in NATO tasks. Despite this integration, Finland remains committed to defending its territory and is negotiating a defense cooperation agreement with the United States to safeguard its sovereignty. Additionally, Finland must navigate its relationship with Russia, seen as a potential aggressor, as it strengthens its ties with NATO. Ultimately, 
Finland's integration with NATO will involve substantial cultural, political, legal, and military changes, reflecting its commitment to long-term security amidst the Russian threat. In lighter news, the Writers Guild of America in the United States has tentatively reached an agreement with studio executives, potentially ending a nearly five-month-long strike, the longest in decades. The strike, which began on May 2nd, has disrupted most film and TV production, costing the U.S. economy around $5 billion. Writers have been protesting issues related to pay, staffing levels, and royalty payments for streaming shows, fearing the impact of AI on their profession. While details of the deal are yet to be finalized, the WGA has suspended picketing, with late-night talk shows expected to return to work soon, resuming broadcasts by October. Actors, also on strike since mid-July, continue their negotiations separately through the SAG-AFTRA Performers Union, congratulating the writers on their progress. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you'd like more in-depth analysis of these issues, along with our sources for today's episode, be sure to follow the links in the show notes and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.